Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring comedian humorist Will Rogers, Fanny Bryce as Baby Snooks, Kay Kaiser with Mel Blanc as Private Sad Sack, Tallulah Bankhead, and some inspiring words from Burgess Meredith. During the 20s and up to the mid-30s, Will Rogers was the one humorist loved by every man, woman, and child in the United States. His timely, humorous philosophy was what we all needed. Here's Will on April 14, 1935, discussing the Pilgrim's Landing on Plymouth Rock. Well, now, anyhow, uh, on last Sabbath evening, I referred to the Pilgrims, uh, our Pilgrims Landing on Plymouth Rock. Well, boy, you ought to wait till I heard from New England. Our split New England is wide open. It seems there's a town up there called Provincetown, and they have adopted a slogan which says, don't be misled by history or any other unreliable source. Here's the place where the pilgrims landed. <laughs> this is by unanimous vote of the Chamber of Commerce of Provincetown. Uh, Provincetown has been made the official landing place of the pilgrims. Any pilgrim landing in any other place was not official. Uh, <laughs> if he landed on Plymouth Rock, it, uh, well, it just served him right, that's all. <laughs> uh, now, in the first place, I don't think that this argument I've created up there, uh, you know, it's terribly important. Argument that New England has got to settle in order to pacify the rest of America is uh, why were they allowed to land anywhere? That's what we're. That, <laughs> that, that's what we are, though. As a race, there's never been any uh, comparison between a pilgrim and an Indian. My, uh, now, I hope my Cherokee blood is not making me prejudiced. I want. I want to be broad-minded, <laughs> but I'm sure that it was only the extreme generosity of the Indians that allowed the pilgrims to land. Suppose we reverse the case. <laughs> uh, do you reckon the pilgrims would ever let the Indians land? Yeah, what a chance. <laughs> what a chance. <laughs> the pilgrims wouldn't even allow the Indians to live after the Indians went to the trouble of letting them land. Well, anyhow, the Provincetown officials, they sent me a lot of official data that when the pilgrims landed, they found some corn that the Indians had stored and that the pilgrims were about starved and that they eat the uh, Indians' corn. And they claimed that the corn was stored at Provincetown. Uh, so then you see the minute the pilgrims landed, they got full of the corn and then they shot the Indians. And, uh, perhaps because they hadn't stored more corn. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, of course, <laughs> but, but they'd always pray. That's one thing about a pilgrim, he would pray, mostly for more Indian corn. But uh, uh, you, you've never in your life seen a picture, I bet any one of you, you've never seen a picture of one of these old pilgrims praying when he didn't have a gun right by the side of him. You know what? 
that was to see that he got what he was praying for. Now, And on Mother's Day in May 1935, just three months before his tragic death, Will entertained his audience with these witty remarks. This is Mother's Day. This is Mother's Day. Of course, it's pretty late now to remind you of it. If you didn't know it before, there's not much you can do about it now. Uh, we might possibly shame you into going or phoning to a florist. Uh, they're keeping open this evening just to accommodate late consciences. Uh, Mother's Day, it's a beautiful thought, but it's somebody with a hurting conscience that thought of the idea. Uh, it was someone who had neglected the mother for years, and then they figured out, I got to do something about Mama. And, uh, you know, and then they said, well, we'll give Mama a day, you know. Uh, <laughs> and knowing Mama that was easy, they figured, well, we'll just give her a day, and it'll be all right with Mama. Then in return, my mother gives you the other 364, see? And uh, I, I think that was awful liberal of whoever thought of the idea, giving her one out of the 365. That was tremendously liberal. I, you know, we have Apple Week and, and Don't Beat Your Wife Week and, and uh, Safety Week and everything. They could have given Mother a week, but uh, that would have been giving Mother a little the best of it. So they says, uh, we'll give Mother a day. And uh, a mother is the only thing that is so constituted that they possess eternal love under any and all circumstances, no matter how you treat them, you still have the love. I was telling that to my wife today. I said, you know, uh, Betty, I says, a mother and a dog is the only two things that will has eternal love, that no matter how you treat them. And my wife made me cut the dog out, said it didn't. <laughs> well, it didn't sound very good, and it, it might sound disrespectful to a mother, but I certainly didn't mean it that way, but it was the only thing that really is. You know what I mean? And, so the poor old dog, he'll have to go. I can't use it on account of my wife made you leave the dog out, but he still loves you just the same and just as much as the mother did, but this being, maybe someday we'll have dog day too or something. <laughs> I can use that on the dog, but I, I really do. I, I hate to leave the dog out, but my wife runs this outfit. <laughs> Fanny Bryce, the famous comedian, played the part of Baby Snooks on the radio for many years. From the NBC Big Show of November 12, 1950, here's Hanley Stafford as Daddy and Fanny Bryce as the lovable Baby Snooks. Snooks? Oh, Snooks. Yes, Daddy? Stick close by. I don't want you to get lost here at NBC. Say, Daddy, look on that door there. It says Taluna Bankhead. What about it? What's a Tallulah Bankhead? <laughs> What's a Tallulah Bankhead? Mm -hmm. Just about the most famous stage actress today, that's all. Oh, is that all? Is that all? Who made such a great success in a royal scandal? Who starred in the hit play, The Skin of Our Teeth? Who thrilled thousands on Broadway in The Little Foxes? Who, I ask you, who? <laughs> well, what are you crying about? I know you didn't Tallulah Bankhead did Why, when she's on a stage Nobody can even come close to her And when she delivers a speech Audiences don't dare breathe You mean Even her best friends won't tell her? Oh, stop 
I mean that she's so good she's without an equal. What an actress. When she plays a love scene with a leading man, how she carries off a part. Well, which part of him does she carry off? <laughs> Don't be silly. Gee, I'd like to be an actress when I grow up. Oh, that's ridiculous. You're not pretty enough. You mean I'm ugly? <laughs> well, uh, well, at least it's a clean-cut ugliness. <laughs> Look, stay here a minute. We're supposed to be contestants on Groucho Marx's quiz show. I'd better check up about it. Be back soon. All right, Daddy. I don't care what Daddy says. I'm going to be an actress when I grow up. Like Tallulah Bankhead. Say, I know what I'll do. While Daddy's gone, I'll knock on her door and I'll ask her how to get to be one. Yeah! Come in. Hello, Miss Bankhead. Can I ask you something? Please take those sweaty little paws off my Hattie Carnegie gown. Or I'll slug you one. Gee, you wouldn't hit a little girl, would you? No, but if you as obnoxious as you look, I may boot you one. <laughs> well, get over with it. What have you got on your chest? Nothing. <laughs> I told you I was a little girl. I was right, this darling is obnoxious. I mean, what do you want to ask me? Well, how can I get to be a big actress like you? Don't be ridiculous, my dear. No one can be like me. <laughs> Sometimes I even have trouble. <laughs> if that's all that's worrying you, goodbye, darling. Well, I want to be an actress when I grow up. Oh, are you going yeah. to grow up? Yeah. I should think you'd be discouraged enough already. <laughs> Maybe Daddy is right. I guess I am too ugly to be an actress. Your father told you that? Yeah. Why, the nerve of the man. Well, that's what they told me. That's what my father told me when I was a kid. It really soured me. Yeah, it sure has. <laughs> I meant at the time. Well, now, don't you believe it, darling. You can be an actress if you want. You're not ugly. Yes, I am. Even you said so before. And it's true, at parties, boys never call me in for kissing games. They don't like me. Oh, boys, what do they know? They know they don't like me. <laughs> I'm ugly. Yes, I am. Darling, as much as I hate to let my good side come out, let me tell you something. Now, you're not ugly. Well, not for the stage, anyway. You see, for the stage, there are many different kinds of beauty. Now, for instance, there's a delicate beauty. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's not your kind. <laughs> and then there's a, well, there's an exotic beauty. What kind am I? You, well, uh, you have the kind that's known as uh, uh, ugly beauty. <laughs> that's a kind? <laughs> well, what I mean is that when a really fine actress plays the part of a beautiful woman, she has the personality to make an audience believe she actually is beautiful. In fact, many great people have had that ability. Who, for instance? 
Well, take Abraham Lincoln. He was homely, but because he had such a wonderful, sincere personality, his homely face became beautiful to everybody. Now, do you understand? Yeah, and I feel better already. Oh, you do. Yeah. You know what? Only yesterday a boy said, I look like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Good heavens, there is a resemblance. <laughs> uh, well, look here, Abe, I mean, darling. <laughs> yes, Miss Blankhead. Now, don't worry. If you really want to be a great actress when you grow up, you can. Gee, thanks, Miss Tallulah. You're just wonderful. Fine. Now, run along. You're starting to bore me. <laughs> Good heavens, this child is obviously going to grow up to be another Betty Davis. <laughs> oh, Snooks, there you are. Gee, it's Daddy. I'm sorry if she bothered you, Miss Bankin. Ain't she wonderful, Daddy? And isn't that a beautiful dress she's wearing? Mm, yes. <laughs> isn't it? And it's so soft and silky. Mm. Take and those it's... sweaty paws off my Hattie Cunningham gown. I mean you, Daddy. Oh. <laughs> I beg your pardon. I'm sorry. Well, come on, Snooks. I really do hope we haven't bothered you, Miss Bankhead. But we heard that Groucho Marx was going to do his quiz program on this mm -hmm. show tonight. Oh, that comes a little later in the program. Oh, well, come on, Snooks. We'll wait over here. Say goodbye to Miss Bankhead and tell her you're sorry you bothered her. And for heaven's sake, pull up your garters. <laughs> goodbye, Miss Bankhead, and I'm sorry I bothered you. And for heaven's sake, pull up your garters. Snooks! Coming, darling. <laughs> One of the popular AFRS shows during the 40s was Mail Call, a program broadcast exclusively to servicemen around the world. From time to time, one of the features on the program was the continuing story in the life of Private Sad Sack. With orchestra leader Kay Kaiser, here's Mel Blank as Private Sad Sack. Oh, I'm a general, a Private Sad Sack. Oh, Private Sad Sack, well, what are you doing here? Well, you see, each week we're going to do another chapter of my life. Oh, you're alive, huh? Well, whoever said you were alive? Huh? Oh, well, my mother, my father, my sister, the people next to you, even Ripley doesn't believe it. Well, oh, well, if we must, we must. The life of the Sad Sack. Fanfare, please. Many years ago in a small western town, a baby is born. The mother looks lovingly at her baby for the first time and says... <laughs> but as time goes by, the parents grow fond of the little shaver, and when he is two months old, they give him his first bath. The father looks proudly at his wife and says... Let's hold his head under another three minutes. As he grew older, the sad sack had trouble with his schoolwork. But on the most important examination of the year, he got the highest mark in the class. 
The teacher said, That's wonderful, Sack. How did you do it? And he proudly replied, Well, you see, I, I, I studied all in the midnight, all in the in the night. I burned the midnight oil. I memory, memory, uh, <laughs> I cheated. <laughs> And so, as he goes through life, the sad sack begins to feel that everyone detests him. But that isn't true. Only his friends. <laughs> One day, there's an interruption in sad sack's career. He received an important letter. He opened it and began reading. Greetings! <laughs> And so he rushed down to the draft board. I want to go, 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 I want to, fly, 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 I want to get in there and, uh, go, uh, and me, I, I want to go over and see, uh, uh, I want to be, uh, I want a deferment. <laughs> I'd like to somebody here that knows what you're talking about. <laughs> The sack is inducted. After basic training, he is shipped overseas and is sent out with a walkie-talkie to scout. He spots the enemy. Hey, yes, uh, uh, Sarge, I want to report. Uh, report uh, I want to report. Uh, I, I just captured it. Uh, yeah, I just uh, captured. Uh, I got him to get trapped. I got him to get to the help. I'm a prisoner. <laughs> And while the sack is in prison, pacing the floor, planning a method of escape, help arrives. Hooray for the army air for the four, uh, for the, for the, for the, Three cheers for the cavalry, cavalry, hooray for the infantry, hooray for the infantry. Thanks, Superman. <laughs> and one day, the sack came to me for advice. Sack, I said, you should meet a nice girl. Say, I know just the one. It's lovely Linda Darnell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I'd be scared to meet Linda Darnell. Oh, there's nothing to be afraid of. All you have to do is go through that door and keep repeating to yourself, I'm brave. I'm fearless. I am the master. Well, okay, I'll I'll, I'll try it. I'm the beat, beat, I'm the beat, I'm the beat, I'm 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 fearless. I. Hello. You're the girl, huh? Why? Why? Yes. Do all girls look like you? Oh, never mind that, Zach. Come over here and sit down beside me. Uh, <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, come on. Oh, nah, I don't wanna. <laughs> oh, come on. I won't touch you. Right up to there, you nearly had me. <laughs> sit down beside me. There, that's a good boy. 
So you're a sad sack, huh? Yep, uh, the, uh, uh, that's me. Well, here we are. Yep, here we are. All alone. Yep, all alone. Just you and me. Yeah. We want a potato chip. Don't talk like that, Zach. Take me in your arms and kiss me. Nothing doing. What do you think I am, a chump? Kiss me. Well, how was that? All right, just a minute, just a minute. What's going on in here? I, I, I just kissed uh, Linda Darnell. Oh, you're an imbecile. Come here, Linda. I'll show him how you should be kissed. Oh, is uh, the, uh, that the way you do it? Film actor Burgess Meredith appeared as guest on the AFRS Command Performance Show in 1945 to read these heart-filled words written by Ernie Pyle. It'll seem odd when at some given hour the shooting stops and everything changes again. It'll be odd to drive down an unknown road without that little knot of fear in your stomach. Odd not to listen with animal-like alertness for the meaning of every distant sound. Odd to have your spirit released from the perpetual weight that is compounded of fear and death and dirt and anguish. We've won this war because our men are brave, because of many other things. We did not win it because destiny created us better than all other peoples. I hope that in victory we are more grateful than we are proud. All of us together will have to learn how to reassemble our broken world into a pattern so firm and so fair that another great war cannot soon be possible. Most of us don't pretend to know the right answer. All we can do is fumble and try once more. Try out of the memory of our anguish and be as tolerant with each other as we can. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from radio's golden days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.